Look what happens when we go and tell. Hello and welcome to Some Assembly Required, our podcast over here at Wayne Fleet BIC Church, where we discuss life through the lens of our Anabaptist roots. My name is Julie Adams and I'm joined by Pastor Renee Kivit. Hello, hello. Hello, Pastor Renee. How are you today? <laughs> I am very good. <laughs> Great. Very good. Good. We are coming to the end of a series. Indeed we are. Hard to believe February is, you know, wrapping up soon. It's a uh, family there. day weekend. There's and... snow in the air. Ah. Not on the ground. <laughs> no, that Just would be a nice. Few flakes. Oh, maybe it stopped already. There was. <laughs> <laughs> that would be nice. I feel mm-hmm. like our winter has been a little bit of a peculiar yeah. one. But... It definitely has been peculiar. Yeah. I, I want more snow. At least it's like bright and clean. And not muddy. And not muddy. Yeah, I'm yeah. so for the snow and not for I the am mud. Pro, I am pro snow <laughs> myself. Pro yeah. Snow, yeah. And you know what? I don't even have dogs or animals that go outside. Oh, yeah. I mean, children, mm-hmm. but mm-hmm. you know. They, the dogs are muddy. The I've little heard, footprints. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah it's I, not awesome. But. I have a friend that has a dog and they're uh, so well trained. They come in and they just sit on the mat and they lift their one paw after mm-hmm. the other. Yeah, and they wipe Get their, their feet. belly mm-hmm. wiped too. And, yeah. you know, sometimes I think, oh, it'd be nice to have a dog. And then I see mm. things like that and I think, oh, mm. I'll just love other people's dogs from <laughs> afar. Indeed. <laughs> you can't do that with your kids. You have to clean their feet yes. and not love them from afar. And, so. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> oh, dear. Oh, that's funny. Well, so, we're coming to the end. Yes, of, end our of our Go and Tell series. Mm-hmm. And, our, and our mission projects over the yes. last, what, six, seven weeks. And mm-hmm. um, it's been exciting to see the massive pile in the lobby grow mm-hmm. and the puzzle get put together as more um, money comes in for that project in Nicaragua and yeah it's just been exciting to be able to participate in a lot of different mm-hmm. ways those visual reminders are fun too. oh they're good yeah, yeah and they're easy yeah. and, and someone came in last Sunday and said oh, I forgot my groceries again oh, no. you know they see the pile and then they remember which is how I do it too but yes. hopefully if you have uh, some items to bring in some glasses mm-hmm. some um, some food items you could still bring those in this last, or that you brought them in. If you didn't, sneak mm-hmm. them into the office this week. Yes, we are open during the week, and yeah. we'd love to have uh, a visit. We'll try and, yeah, that's right. We'll try and <laughs> slip them in before they go. But, so we uh, we actually paused for a moment uh, mm-hmm. during Youth Sunday, and so this message is sort of the finale and yes. coming coming to the end. Look what happens when we go and tell. Yeah, and uh, I I was just preparing for the wrong message last week oh dear Uh uh-huh there's my confession for the day um and all of a sudden I was like no 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 we we haven't finished we haven't wrapped this one up and I kind of was in a not kind of I was in a panic and I was like oh my word lord I'm preparing for the wrong message and uh, I got frazzled and he was just like wait a minute I'm going to show you something so cool yeah (laughs) and it was marvelous it was marvelous (laughs) and so um I started asking people, it was definitely the Lord's idea because I was in a frazzle myself and all of a sudden Mm -hmm. it was like, start asking people, Mm -hmm. who told you about Jesus? Yeah. Like, like who were the first people or it wouldn't have to be just be the very first because many people were like kids and stuff, but who were the first people that told you about Jesus? So Julie, I'll ask you the question, Mm -hmm. like who were some of the first, it doesn't have to be just be one, I I know you, you shared a few, so who sort of was influential they told you about Jesus mm-hmm. and here you are now today well I, I would say I grew up in a Christian home so mm-hmm. Jesus was modeled for, modeled for me from a young age and I would say that like at home I had that example or that 
godly mm-hmm. example of a mom and dad. Yeah. And uh, definitely my granny, my dad's mom, my uh, Marion Costello, mm-hmm. whom some of you may know, but mm-hmm. um, I would say that I always knew she prayed for me. Yeah. And um, yeah, she was an influence. I, mm-hmm. Camp Kakwa played a role. I attended there as a child. And I yeah. would say also um, even working there as a staff yeah. as a teenager. And uh, someone else I mentioned when you asked was, I always remember my Sunday school teacher, Mary Sider, from mm-hmm. when I was a child. She uh, she told great stories and yeah. she loved the kids. And I don't remember what age group she taught. Hmm. I feel like maybe she followed us through for a few years, okay, my, yeah, uh, yeah. my little group yeah. of... Your age group? My yeah. age group mm-hmm. because, uh, yeah, because she loved us. Yeah, mm-hmm. that's so yeah. cool. Yeah. How about you, Renee? Well, uh, yeah, similar mm-hmm. story. Like my parents, I grew up in a home that yeah, they modeled Jesus. My mom and dad were like literally at the door of the church every time it was open. And we were there a lot. Mm-hmm. And so lots of influences sort of within the church, Sunday school teachers and youth leaders, certainly. Um, but And grandparents. My Both my grandfathers were pastors mm. in the BIC church. And so my parents, two PKs. What a combination. <laughs> what a rebellious combination. I was kidding. No, not mom and dad. But... Um, and so that, I just feel like I was saturated, Mm -hmm. uh, with Jesus in a very beautiful way. Although when I was growing up in it, I did not see the power of it that I do now or, or nor did I understand it. Um, and so, yeah, between my parents and my grandparents and Sunday school teachers. So you talked Mm -hmm. about Mary Sider and and I remember all of Sheffer and she, uh, she could be a little spicy with adults, but with kids, mm-hmm. mm, she was melty and uh, just loved kids yeah. and um, wanted them to know Jesus. And And then I remember her teaching me as a child and then as a teenager, mm-hmm. I was like an assistant in her class oh. and she allowed me to use what she saw as gifts potentially in teaching. Yeah. And come alongside me in that way. So she might not have been the first person to introduce me to Jesus, but certainly helped me along my way in my journey. And and Camp Kakwa had a powerful moment when I was 10, sitting on a big tree stump Mm -hmm. with Pauline, someone, Aunt Pauline, and um, sort of confessing to her some of the ways that the Lord Mm -hmm. was prompting me that I was being yucky with my sisters, being bossy. I confessed that (laughs) a few weeks ago. A lot of confessions lately. Um, And so... it was, yeah, it, it's so exciting to sort of look back. So then I, I pooled the staff and I shared this yeah. on Sunday morning. I, I talked to every single staff person or message every single staff, like, tell me who, who would be the people, who would be the people in your life? And all but two were parents first. Mm-hmm. Like we grew up in homes where, where this was, where Jesus living for Jesus was modeled for us. Yeah. Um, and like, don't like parents, yeah. like just be so aware of the telling the opportunities that you have and the powerful influence that you have in a in a christian home often when um people give testimony they're like well like my testimony is kind of boring i grew up in a christian home i'm just like no 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 like the the fact that julie and i are here today is probably because our parents had committed their lives Mm -hmm. to jesus and that powerful influence cannot be ignored yeah um and so but there were some others, like Clara and, and her family weren't part of a church and her mm-hmm. kindergarten friends. She had two friends oh. in kindergarten. Um, kids, like, they, they're not afraid to invite people. No. Just, hey, you want to come to my church? Like, I love it there. And yeah. why don't you come? Because you'll love it. Like, I yeah. love it. And so there's this freedom for kids. Aww. And then uh, Wes, mm-hmm. uh, there yeah. was a beautiful young lady that invited him to youth group. <laughs> 
powerful influence right there. And then right she, there. he just couldn't shake her after that. She <laughs> couldn't right. shake him after that. That's yeah. right. He stuck with her. Um, and then, you know, talking to some of the deacons too, like some who had experiences growing up in the church, certainly, and then a few who didn't. And so mm-hmm. um, NCC was mentioned, uh, mm-hmm. boarding school at NCC yeah. and, and Camp Kakwa. Um, sort of being sent to Camp Kakwa and then realizing, hey, wait a minute, Jesus is here and yeah. all of these counselors love Jesus. And so that was sort of the, they were told by them. And then one couple who actually started coming to Wingfleet because of Kitty College. Oh, nice. So they were living in the area and decided to send their their mm-hmm. oldest daughter here and then started becoming, rubbing shoulders with more parents mm-hmm. um, who were uh, women who were believers and meeting other families and then starting to come to this church. And uh, our executive director, Charlie Mashinger, was the pastor at the time. Yep. And he came along, uh, one of our men, and, and just sort of showed him who Jesus was really as an adult. Yeah. Um, and so it just kind of got me really, really excited to think, like all of us, if, you know, on a Sunday morning, you're looking around the church, like everyone is there because someone told them. Mm-hmm. really yeah like so everyone else has had someone come and go go and tell them about Jesus yeah. and so it just really started to stir in me like the opportunities that we have that aren't like fancy special yeah like our parents didn't like like our parents just talked to us and we always had family devotions which mm-hmm. sometimes we, we groaned probably fussed <laughs> about with mom and dad Um, and we, they took us to church and had us be part of things and they prayed with us and they talked to us about things and they told us about Jesus in all sorts of actions as they behaved, as they raised us. Um, Mm -hmm. they told us about Jesus verbally, Mm -hmm. um, in decisions, you know, and so we were sort of saturated with Jesus, Mm -hmm. which is awesome. Yeah. (laughs) And, and, and some did not have that experience and yet other people told them about Jesus. Yeah. And so I'm, as I'm sort of picturing the congregation on Sunday and I'm just saying like, here we are and, and you might be driving in your car or you see a, you know, a big group of people, like the opportunities that we have to go and tell are actually not, they don't have to be grand or a big altar call or a, they can be, Yeah. but it's just doing normal life with people, mm-hmm. um, showing them who Jesus is. And so we, we have this ability to like powerfully impact the world and then look back and say, like, look what happened. Yeah. Look what happened when someone went and told, Mm -hmm. like here we are because someone told us about Jesus. And if you're a follower of Jesus listening today, like, like who told you about Jesus? Yeah. You know, and look where you are right now Mm -hmm. and here you are exactly because someone told you about Jesus. Mm. Um, And so I just kind of got like super excited and then thinking like in 10 or 15 years from now, if we were to do the same message and somebody else was like asking this question, like who told you about Jesus? You know, well actually Julie, yeah, Julie was oh. my, well, my mom or yeah. Julie was uh leading, VBS craft leader. Was our, <laughs> and, right. And all of these places mm-hmm. that you have served people, mm-hmm. kids and youth or women in, mm-hmm. in, you know, we were talking in the book club and yep. Julie helped me understand blah, 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 blah. Like, what a like it should give you goosebumps yeah like what an amazing thing to think that one day someone could say it was us yeah right mm-hmm. someone could say well it was actually my vbs leader or it was so and so at boys brigade or it was this person who helped me and you named mary cider and i named olive so i you know if i think downstairs you know who's serving downstairs well you know one day Jody Beamer took me aside and she told me about yeah. Jesus. Or one day Twyla told this story mm-hmm. and then Diane Hall. Exactly. Yeah, Lisa wonderful. Fletcher. Like I just mm-hmm. think through all of our volunteers in areas 
and one day it's it's going to be their name. Yeah. You know, um, which just gets me all stirred up toward evangelism in ways that I haven't always gotten stirred up. Yes. Yeah. Because I think sometimes um, when we think of telling people about Jesus, it feels um, too much and overwhelming and I'm not sure mm-hmm. what to say and I have to have all these crazy answers and blah, blah, blah. But when you ask people who told them about Jesus, it wasn't because they had big theological answers to questions. It was people who loved them. You said right away, we knew Mary loved us. Yes. Like they loved you and they taught you about Jesus where you were at and in the steps well, you could I take. I think sometimes it starts with the relationship before it starts yes, with the absolutely. telling of Jesus. Mm-hmm. I don't know if you've ever mm-hmm. seen, and I maybe this is a terrible example. Oh. I heard overheard someone telling someone about Jesus out in a public yeah. place once. Um, it was at the library next door to my house. And this dear young boy was trying so hard to tell. Oh, a little friend. A um, well, he wasn't that young. He was oh. maybe a teenager mm-hmm. to tell the someone that was working there about mm-hmm. Jesus. But I'm not sure they had the relationship because it was so informational, mm-hmm. and I think it fell on deaf ears. Mm-hmm. And I felt badly for him because mm-hmm. he was trying to go and tell. Because I knew he yeah. was trying to go and tell, yeah. and I really admired his boldness. Mm-hmm. But I felt, I, I felt, yeah, like maybe. you know. Well, it could have been a seed and that I'm, may be watered yeah. by someone else. So that's right? what I said after. I mm-hmm. hope that that was a seed that he mm-hmm. that he planted because I felt like his heart was in the right place. It was really a beautiful thing to witness. Yeah. But also sort of a bit of a difficult thing to witness <laughs> right. at the same yeah. time. So yeah. anyway. Well, and I think God like. Uses those oh things, my goodness. right? Yeah. And, and all of our like tiny little human efforts. Yeah. He can make massive and large and multiply them um i have to hear those words back to myself when i doubt but Mm, yes but i believe them and i know that they're true um and then the the story that we looked at uh yesterday in in sunday's message about philip talking to the ethiopian eunuch Mm -hmm. um like if you just think so philip is randomly told by this not randomly told he's He's told by the spirit, go and just like walk down this road mm-hmm. <laughs> and you're going to meet somebody. And he didn't tell him. You're, and then he tells him about Jesus. Like, so this sort of random set of events now has the, um, the eunuch works for the queen of the Ethiopians. Mm-hmm. And, and now the royal family uh, has just been told about Jesus, Jesus because Philip was prompted by the spirit to go walk down this Road. probably deserted road because of the time of day he was told to go and meets this huh. man who has yeah. major influence in the in the royalty of the house and now the whole house the royal house has now been told about Jesus like mm-hmm. if you just think like the ha- so so he, this you know young fellow or anyone that yeah we just this conversations that we have with people we do not know where they're going to go. Yeah. But now all of Northern Africa, you know, you could, I mean, I mean, we're surmising some here. Yes. But the, you know, the, actually the Ethiopian country is not the Ethiopia of this story. Oh, it's okay. It's actually probably Sudan, which is just north of it. Yep. But to think like, okay, this Northern Eastern section of Africa mm-hmm. could have had Christianity introduced to them. Jesus introduced them because Philip was listening to the spirit who said, yeah. I'd like you to go walk down this road. Mm. <laughs> and so who will you and I have opportunity to meet or opportunity yeah. to influence that it, it just gets expanded all over the place, right? Like yeah. Philip's small uh, step of obedience, which is yes. always a huge step of obedience. Okay, fine. Just gets expanded through mm. a continent, yeah. through a royal family. Like, 
I just think about the influence of that, which we can't even imagine. Yeah. Um, can just be like, look what happens when you go and tell. Yeah. Like, mm. so okay. I have been more inspired lately and excited yeah. about what it means, what it means to go and tell. Like the small ways we can go and tell. Yeah. Which I think we are doing lots without even maybe thinking about it. Mm-hmm. Right. Okay. With our kids. Yes. For example, or with uh, kids we serve on a Sunday or mm-hmm. kids we serve at a vacation Bible school. All of those pieces that are fitting together for them um, are becoming this huge, beautiful story mm-hmm. of them knowing Jesus. Um, and I'm just, I'm, I'm excited. Yeah. So think about who in your, like as you sort of go through your week now, think about who might be a person that in 10 or 15 years is going to say, it was so-and-so. Yeah. They told me about Jesus. They, and here I am now, hmm. like here I am today. And even if we each only told one person on Sunday morning, if there were 300 people here, that's 600 people now know about Jesus. Like even if we only told one and all of us, many of us have opportunity to tell so many more than that. Um, Through serving, through our families, through just living life with neighbors and and schools and whatever else, right? Yeah. Um, Yeah. And so I'm just, I'm feeling inspired. I'm feeling excited about um, our efforts just being multiplied and and just then saying, look, look what just happened. Yeah. We went and told and God did whoosh, this huge um, amount of miracles on our behalf or whatever, right? Mm-hmm. Um, I, uh, yeah, I'm just getting stirred to the point of excitement <laughs> um, knowing that God will will take what we do and, and expand it. So those are my, those are my look what happens when we go and tell thoughts. <laughs> awesome. Thank you, Pastor yeah. Renee. That's a that's a good challenge mm-hmm. and uh, a good thing to think about. So yeah. what have we got next? What have we got next? Yes. We are beginning a series called Don't Miss the Messiah. Okay. And we're going to be using sort of Old Testament prophecy, kind of like we do sometimes at Christmas. We look at Old Testament prophecy and New Testament fulfillment. Mm-hmm. Um, so we're going to look at this prophecy versus, and, and then not versus, into fulfillment. Mm-hmm. And then saying... You know, sometimes we miss the Messiah because we're looking for one way we want to see him. And the Jewish people wanted to see the Messiah as this conquering hero, tear Rome down, you know, raise us to power in government. And so they missed pieces of him Mm -hmm. um, because they were looking somewhere else. And so um, how can we sort of get ready for the Messiah? How can we intentionally see him in different ways? Um, and what will that mean for us personally? So that's where we're headed next as we uh, walk towards Easter through Lent. Um, and I'm really excited to hopefully all of us see the Messiah maybe in a very brand new way for the first time. Awesome. Thank you, Pastor Renee. Uh, if you'd like to get in touch with Pastor Renee, you can reach her at renee at waynefleetbic.com and my email address is julie at waynefleetbic.com. So thank you so much for tuning in and we look forward to connecting with you next week. Have a great week.